This episode of the View from the Rock podcast is brought to you by Sign Dog Northwest. They're your source for custom signs, banners, boat names, fleet graphics, and more. Welcome to uh, the View from the Rock podcast. I'm your host, Ruck, and I'm joined here by Papa Swappa and Morgie. And this week in our episode, we are going to be talking about our usual recap that involves local sports. Uh, we're going to talk about some Veterans Day stuff. Um, we got some new listeners, some shout outs, a little review of our uh, Kiss concert that I didn't go to, but everyone else did. And we're going to talk about bands and artists we wish we could have seen. We got a beer of the week from Diamond Knot Brewery, and we're going to talk about the top three worst candies. Papa Swap, how are you doing? Doing great. We uh, just had a three-day weekend, as you all know. I headed east of the mountains for three days. It was relaxing. Came back rejuvenated. We've got Thanksgiving right around the corner. Football postseason. Huskies are rolling. Mr. Morgenthaler? Again, had a great weekend. Just relaxed a little and then had a tournament up in Linden for uh, eighth grade AAU. So we went two and two. You're the coach for that, I I, assume? I am currently the coach. Okay. We used to not be the coach? No, I almost left the gym. Maybe. What what does that mean? Well, we have some listeners that are parents of the team, but I was not happy after our first game yesterday. We lost to a team from Canada by 51. Wow. But if you take the Canadian exchange rate, it was only like 35. Now, you... <laughs> that is amazing. That's, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Now, do we'll I... just underst- get right after it. <laughs> do I understand that you are upset maybe at how your team performed, or is this an issue with the referees to where the referee almost handed you a whistle in hat? I've seen that happen in the last month, not to you, but to someone. I... No, when we're losing that bad, I don't even talk to the refs. I just want the <laughs> clock to run. And I walked out of the gym. I didn't say a word to my wife, to any parent. I didn't even look at them. And I left and went to my car. <laughs> and one of our loyal listeners, DJ Kukin, who's a parent, he thought that I had left and was driving home to Anacortes. And he was going to have to coach the second game. And the second game, we we won by 30. How is that possible? It's all coaching. They they knew that you were just so incredibly disappointed in them. That's why. Wow. They would never want to let you down. It, but, you know, it's been a great, great weekend. I'm ready for this week. Ready well, for- we had a great Husky game on Saturday. I don't know how much you were able to watch coaching as you were, but the Huskies continue to find ways to win 10-0. For the first time since? 91. And what happened that year? Well, I don't want to say it out loud. It's like a no-hitter. Okay. We, uh... I barely pulled one off again. So I got in the car yesterday. That's the tough thing about coaching AAU now, is you can't just sit and watch the game all the time. So I got in the car, Rowan and I, with a minute 30 left in the game yesterday. Had Washington scored to tie it yet? See, yes, it just scored. Uh-huh. And we had the ball with 52 seconds. And then DK got two plays, and then Jason Myers kicks the field goal. 
Well, and watching the game, DK makes a catch, and the announcers are going, get down, get down, you know, so they can run up and spike it and kill the clock. And he just keeps breaking tackles. And I thought he might – it would be the most DK thing ever to run around until time expired and not score. Yes. There was However, a lot, was there I, a lot of time? I, there was 17 seconds when he went down. But no timeouts. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of time, but as you're watching the play, you're thinking, you're thinking oh, this is cool, and then you're going, get down. Don't fumble. Get yeah. down. All those things. And he just wasn't doing anything that a normal person would have done. I, I agree. I was thinking those things as well. I do have to say, Mark Sanchez makes one of the least enjoyable football watching experiences. I think we need he to was have the a top three worst announcers at some point. Because, man, he is in my Mount Rushmore of worst announcers. The things he says are either blatantly obvious or are awkward, so awkward and not funny. Like at one point, one of our, our uh, when Ken Walker didn't go out of bounds and he ran that guy over. Yeah. And he's saying, the coaches on the sideline are yelling at him. The coaches on the sideline are yelling and flexing because he just trucked a guy. Yeah. Like, what game are you watching? Well, apparently, I, somebody should ask me that question because I didn't realize it was Mark Sanchez. <sighs> you were watching? I was watching. <laughs> Did not realize it was Mark Sanchez. I was Sanchez. listening oh, to Steve gosh. Rabel at the end. And Steve Rabel kind of is like whatever you feel as a fan, he also feels. And who yeah. is... So the, the linebacker. Dave Wyman. Yeah. And he has his own show on maybe 710. Yeah. He was terrible the last two minutes. He's Dave Wyman good. was? Yes. He's not good. Really? Yeah. Like just. I know, just, but he feels like one of us. He is. For sure. He gets a pass, but, you know, that was a good game. But then I got to drive, I had to drive up to Linden Saturday in the middle of the third quarter of UW. Utah. So let me ask you this. Were you listening when we had a pick six? So I am driving up I-5. Rowan and Grady are with me. And all of a sudden, is it Tony? Who's the main guy? Castrioni. Something like that. Yeah. Ruck, we fact checked that. The the main announcer for UW after Bob Rondo. On yeah. the radio? Yes. Yeah. And so Cam Cleland is the color. Oh. Yeah. Who From Cedro. Correct. Yeah. We grew up together. Oh. Dominated him in high school basketball. Classic. Got to oh get that God. in there. But anyway, uh, all of a sudden I hear, he's going to go. It's a pick six. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. And then I hear Cam Cleland go, no, no. And you didn't know what was That's happening. That's it. Nothing. So he dropped. It wasn't one of these where they have to look at the the replay and see if he crossed the line. He was like four yards short. And what I couldn't believe is like five guys ran past the ball. It's and just they just went to sell How many times has that right. happened? Five? Four too many. Yes. Where the guy drops. We've the seen it. Like they the should show. Now they're going to show us every time. Well, uh, that could have cost us a national championship. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not even like it was close. There's been times where you're watching it and you're like, oh, it just released his hand. Right. That was literally like the two-yard line. He's He can still see the end zone in front of him and he lets go. So the first thing that pops up on my wife's nice screen when you have your phone hooked up, you get texts. Yeah. Guess who I got a text from? The Oregon boys. Well, yes, big Chris, <laughs> big Chris, 
Oregon with a, State with a baha. Oh, because you know there we play Oregon State this week. So Chris, take the bet, buddy. Don't that, be a, hey, don't be a wuss. Hey Chris, <laughs> that game is going to be amazing. Oh, absolutely amazing. We're gonna we're gonna dominate you in an amazing way. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but it's fantastic. Um, I had a good weekend other than um, I didn't get to watch the UW game at all. Um, I was in Boise for what we call NXR, which is Nike Cross Regionals. Uh, so that's uh, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, all Alaska, Hawaii. I actually don't know. I thought I saw something. Maybe Alaska might be there. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think I someone mentioned something about Hawaii. They just neither of them really factor in. What what do we got going on over there? I'm um, drinking um, a yellow jacket. It's like a Coors Banquet beer in a in a bottle. So a that's stubby. called a yeah. It's called a yellow jacket or a stubby. Stubby. Oh, okay. A stubby from 1980. Is it, you've never seen one of these? Um. I don't know if I've seen it quite in that form. Obviously, I've seen a banquet beer, but maybe not a stubby version. It's I like, think like a museum over here. So, anyways, um, yeah, it was at NXR, and uh, it's a good time. There's just so many pa- fast people there, and both our boys' teams were there. Girls, boys, top seven, and if you are top five, um, once you subtract all the teams how many runners i think there were three thousand total holy cow top five out of three thousand no like yeah but they have they have like 10 total races so you have to make it to the elite race so if you're top five yeah you were saying if you're top five then you qualify for nationals the nike cross nationals in portland first week of december so we went the last couple years we went last year um with Jessica to see if she could uh, qualify. None of our boys were close, so they didn't come, but our girls came along, didn't quite make it. She was sick. This year, uh, Parker uh, was able to qualify. He was number five. Wow. Yeah. So are you going to Portland for that? Um, Probably. <laughs> where Where was the course in Boise? The Nationals is in Portland because of U of O. I don't know. I would love to be like, why can't it be in like somewhere where you have to take a plane? You know, yeah. I mean, Portland and Eugene, Bend, like that whole area is just a, a mecca of running. Yeah. Where did they run in Boise? They run at Eagle Island State Park. I'll be damned. You know where that is? Yeah. Hey, that's uh, that's about five miles from Zach's house. Zach from Melba. Yep, Zach Hall. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was it was sweet. You know, he was in fourth place, um, third to fourth place kind of throughout, and then last little bit, he rounds the corner, and it's about 100, 100 yards to the finish, and it's an all-out sprint. Um, really, really good race. Um, just got nipped by one guy, but was about a second ahead of the next guy. So, so what is what would what do you think he is ranked nationally? If he took fifth in this region, like um, top 50 or top 100? Gosh, uh, that's tough. I mean, 
top hundred. Uh, I'm probably wrong. I don't know. Um, it's so difficult because everyone runs on different courses, and so you never know whether the times are legit. But that's the reason why they have these national national meets where, you know, it doesn't matter what your time is. You got to race them. It's about competing. Um, so yeah. can we talk a little football, high school football? Yeah, please. I'm, I'm ready. I think we're going to win it all. No, I do. I think we're the best team. So Tumwater also won like 70 to... Three so something. those those teams that there are four teams in the final sixteen that Wooly can beat, maybe five. Oh, and it's we talked about it with up and yesterday too with all those uh, Whatcom County people. Well, you get two berths, and one A gets two berths. It's ridiculous um, because you're right. I mean, Wooly could beat four or five teams without question. Well, Lyndon Christian last year in football didn't make it. Remember that was that three-way bogus, yeah, and yeah. Mount Baker made it to the finals. Yeah, and they weren't. They would have been out. Right. It's an epi- epidemic in all of our sports in our conference and district. We have so few teams compared to some of the districts to the south that combine to where they've got sixteen teams. They get five berths. We get two, and uh, so just talking about cross country. Like our number six team probably in our conference would be better than those sixteen teams number one, and we get two to state. Yeah, and the final five teams are all from the same conference. Yeah. It's it's an issue. Well, I don't know what the they're, thi- pro- uh, they're thinking about. I talked to Brady Bomber yesterday, making thirty two for football and eliminating the week ten. Remember last week we had yeah. a bye. Yeah. So in football, it's they kind of already have it kind of built in structurally to the schedule where they could do that and do a 32 team that week 10 like you said some districts already kind of do a crossover thing or whatever during that week 10 to qualify for the playoffs so it is sort of already built in in some ways Uh, I think other sports should as well or just have some mechanism where districts that are obviously stronger every year there's some there's some way to account for that and, you know, it's tough because it has to come from WIAA, obviously, because if you leave it up to the conferences conferences to decide, hey, you know, we're going to combine with another one so we get more berths, but we're going to have to cross over. The other conferences and districts are not stupid. They know if they cross over with us so that we mm-hmm. potentially get four, it's they're going to get beat. Yeah. They're going to get zero. Yeah. So I, from their perspective right now, I understand not wanting to take it on, but, it, you know, if you're a governing body, this is your job to find the top 16 teams, not to find the most representation from around the state. And they don't care. No. They that, don't they So, don't hey, care. you look at volleyball. I think Burlington made it to the final four. Mm-hmm. Did, what, how did Linden do? Linden was three, Burlington four. Okay. And Seaholm could be five in state. Yeah. And they can't make it because we have two berths. No, yep. and we and, and same for basketball. We this watched year. volleyball this weekend, and we were upper middle of the pack in our conference, and we're probably better than a few teams at state. It's just frustrating. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, get back to uh, UW. Yeah. So one and zero. Oh, that's all we need to be every week. So it's going to come down to it's going to come down to Oregon. Well, I'm just I'm not 
We're not getting past Oregon State. I'm going to tell you right here on the air. You're you're not nervous. Oh, I'm always nervous. But if we lose to Oregon State, God forbid we lose to Oregon State, I think it's still coming down to us in Oregon, and the winner of that gets in. Here's the problem. Because I think that that, I mean, that definitely could happen. But for some reason, I mean, maybe based upon recent history, Pac-12 has no respect. And right now we have the most top 25 wins out of any one of the top five teams, it's, and we're number five. It's insanity. FSU probably won't lose, but one of Michigan and Ohio State will. So if you take one of those and they're a one loss and you take us, we lose to Oregon State, beat Oregon, and we're, we're a one loss, they won't choose us. That's the problem. It, it's going to be a disaster. If Look at all the one-loss teams. Alabama still has to play Georgia in the final in that one. And I almost think you have to hope Georgia wins that. Now is We this... just need to win out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but, hey, I'm thinking about we're 1-0 this week. So, so Wiz, you want another one? You want to bet? Rocky, let's go. They're scared. They're scared to bet. I'm confident we're going to kick their A. That, their that... beaver tail? It's going to be a madhouse. And there you got the whole Pac-12 disintegrating, Oregon State being left behind. You got all that. That's the conspiracy why uh, Wiz thinks that game day is not there. I agree. It's a number five versus a number 10. And, and they're going to James Madison. Corvallis? Yes. And they're going to James Madison. Wow. Because they don't want to talk about the Pac-12 breaking up and this is Oregon State's last hurrah. Because it's them and Wazoo. Hey, and let's let's not let the car get in front of the horse. But how big is Oregon State, Oregon going to be the next week? Real civil war. Yeah, but they don't call that anymore. Oh, really? Nope. They weren't allowed. They're not. They five years ago, I think they're not up. allowed to. Well, I can still call it that. Yeah. So I what can. do they call it now? I don't know. They can't call it civil war. No, it's not. Does that that, that is somebody? Hey, during during the break. I will text one of our buddies down there and ask him why. So we literally have the civil war in our country that we refer to, but there's also the idea of a civil war. So how could you not call something a civil war? And everybody realizes this is not the civil war. Nobody it, is offended. It, a civil war is a war amongst its people. And if you're Oregon, this is a war amongst their people. So I don't understand why. And it couldn't. is not the civil war. Oh my goodness. Whew. Jeez. You got me a little hot there. Um, I got something for you, Ruck. So okay, you were talking about the Nationals for cross country, and it's going to be in Portland. I believe so. I could. So yeah. I actually spent a lot of time with Alberto Salazar, <laughs> the head of Nike OTC, the yes. Nike Oregon Training Collective. Yeah, <laughs> when I lived in Oregon. Wow. Do so you know they, who that is, Swap? I do remember that name from like watching the Olympics when I was 10. So in case you don't know who Alberto Salazar is, um, at one point he was like the trainer. If you were a great runner, you wanted to be part of the, um, I think it was Nike OTC is what it was called. And I actually just finished reading a book called Good for a Girl by Lauren Fleshman. She was an elite runner who kind of cross paths with his training crew. Well, he became really 
well known to everyone when he was uh, in trouble for, I think, sexual abuse allegations and things like that and mistreatment of underage kids because they, you know, cross-country running is really um, a mental a mental thing. So these kids would go and train with them and he would, you know, be weighing them, putting them on restrictive diets, all the kind of things that we know that are not really backed by science in the running community um, and like causing a lot of runners to break before they even got to be 20 years old. And the most famous example was a runner called uh, named Mary Kane from New York. And she was when she, she didn't even go to college, she just went straight to pros out of high school and um, she she basically never never got anywhere. Um, she was like supposed to be the greatest runner in American history, and it was all because of his training training and just um, so that was right because we I was I saw him a lot from like oh one to oh five okay, but he was a legend. Like he walked into the gym because they trained where I worked. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's you're the head of Nike now running. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big deal. Uh, he received, I think, I want to say it was a lifetime ban, but I think I just saw something the other day that said he was banned after that for like five years from USATF. But I think he might be banned from, he's banned from something for life, like big time. Um, but he at that time, he was considered like one of the goats. Yeah, he was... And I imagine if you were in running circles, um, like I kind of was reading in this book, people already were thinking that the way he did things was wrong, but he had success because, you know, if someone doesn't make it, they're just in the trash heap and you find the next kid. Um, so I'm glad yeah. that he's he's not in it because the mental mental health thing in all sports is a real thing, but definitely see it in cross country. It's really tough. Yeah. Wow. I mean, especially when you've got access to these kids that are like teenagers. Yeah. And uh, you're messing with their development, essentially. Because they're their still life. too young. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways. Um, well, we had a three-day weekend in honor of Veterans Day. We did. Mr. Morgenthaler. Yeah. We had the assembly Thursday. Great assembly. Always always a, chokes me up. I cry every time. And I know everyone's going to make fun of me because I always cry. But there's some things that are appropriate to cry to. I mean, there's nothing wrong with uh, crying in general. But like oh, things that you. I would expect. Thanks, Ruck. Hey, I cry. <laughs> I cry. I know. No, and I think the kids, I had fifth, sixth graders with me. So I, we were sitting with our class. And I'm like every now and then going like this, wiping a tear away. Yeah. And I think a couple of kids are like, oh my God, Mr. Morgan Dollar's crying. Love it. Why? <laughs> uh, you, the kids behave well. I wasn't there. I was in Boise for the running. Very well. Yeah. Okay. Other than one time in the beginning. Okay. Shoot. It was, yeah. it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, we get the three day weekend and everything, but it is, it is an important time to recognize those veterans. So, do we have a couple shout-outs? Well, first of all, do any of you in your family's history served? My grandpa, 
So did my grandfather did as well. And my uncle Mike, he was a parachute packer. <laughs> my uh, my grandpa did. I think he was a maybe nurse or medic in the military. And then I think both my uncles did. Yeah. Yeah. My my, my grandfather Ed Swap served in World War Two. So that was my grandpa. And then uh, Papa Mike was, he never went to Vietnam, but he was all over. He had to write, you had to write your initials on the parachute. Ooh. And every time he, they'd come back and they'd give him like a six pack of beer and say, thank you. It opened. <laughs> my, I mean, uh, imagine that. My, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So like he would make them for people, and then when they opened, they were thankful, so they'd bring him beer. That's what you're saying? Because they lived. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, my uncle w was enlisting at the time of Vietnam or getting drafted or whatever you want to say, and he did not want to go to Vietnam, obviously, and so he was told by some people that, hey, if you just write down that your number one choice of where you want to go is Vietnam they won't send you there because they think you're crazy. So he's like, fine, I'll do it. So he wrote down Vietnam as the number one choice, and he got sent to Europe. <laughs> wow. So we, I mean, I think the military presence in our town has grown over the years since we've grown up. It has, and we've been blessed Yeah, in that way. So anyone we should give a shout-out to? Well, I think Dave Harris. Yes. Brewster. Brewster. Loyal listener. Spent the weekend with him this weekend in Chelan. Mm. Who else, Mr. Morgenthaler? Well, another loyal listener, Jack Curtis. Farva. F yeah, Fava. Call sign Fava. Nice. And he um, let us know that we have a new listener who's currently deployed overseas in Korea. And that is Kenny Cap. Call sign Kitty. So our digital footprint has now expanded overseas. Yes, it has. Very nice. I like to know that we're an international podcast. Do we have some other loyal listeners from the non-military segment of the population? We do. So we have a couple. Um, so my aunt and uncle, Mary and Jerry Oz, so my mom's brother, called him the wizard at work. Isn't that awesome? His Why last is name wizard? is Oz. Oh. So my mom's maiden name is Oz. I almost was Jason Oz Morgenthaler. Nice. Hyphenated. That would have been awful. What? Have a hyphenated last name. And Morgenthaler's one of them? Yeah. Just forever. Oh, geez. I don't know anybody that's got a hyphenated last name. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> But they're they're starting to listen. Riley and Jackson are as well. Uh, Mary Allen, a friend. Jimmy Baker's he's getting into the the loyal area. Of course, Emily Fisher, the Bullens. We shouted her out last week. She I shouldn't know. get too shouted out. Well, that's all right. She criticized my candy choices. <laughs> and then, you know, Stu Janky's been missing out. He came home from a trip overseas and he was upset that there wasn't a new episode. <laughs> well, was that after the organ? Yeah. Yeah, and 
If you're listening on YouTube, I'm not sure what happened with the YouTube upload. Somehow it didn't happen. So that's that should be up now. Uh, our Halloween top three candies. And did you guys get to tell us about, about Kiss? So a week ago tonight was one of the best nights of my life. Um, we went to Kiss. 100% agree with an exclamation point. Climate Pledge. We had great seats. Um, Kiss end of the road tour um it was you know i'm trying to think of how to how to explain this but you know i think some of us may have read the book outliers by malcolm gladwell where they talk about the ten thousand hours and you think about how many hours kiss has spent in front of an audience in clubs and stadiums arenas those guys are master showmen. They're just next level. That was one of the greatest analogies I could ever duplicate. Thank maybe you. it was. That's exactly right. I mean, Paul They've, Paul Stanley they, as a front man is he is ama- I mean, it's you can't even describe it. He is. You one can of the, say it. He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> you weren't going to say it. I, I know. I started to. Oh, uh, oh, oh man. So I did, I, saw, I did cry. During which song? Or which songs did you cry? During? I think it's when Paul Stanley was like hooked up to a wire and then just flew across the middle of Climate Pledge <laughs> and then got on his own stage. Right in front of us. Yeah, and then the video that we have is like Swap's like, Oh my God! Yeah! <laughs> wow. And then he played Love Gun. Oh, which is probably that's it's my maybe my favorite kiss song agreed right in front of us and he i'm gonna say it yeah he looked at me and supposedly <laughs> looked at brad too just didn't look at you well i just looked turned and looked around and there's like 50 people standing up like oh he just looked at me no like, he I, looked right you, I was, you couldn't look him in the eye i understand <laughs> no our seats were I situated know. i think it happened I think it did too. Because it, it was, was like, him, Flynn, and Sign Dog. We were about, we were right at eye level where our seats were and kind of close. And he looked, he looked our way and we all kind of gave him the rock on sign and then he pointed at us. Nice. And then they're like, oh my God, he just pointed at us. Yeah. It's like they're 10 year old Swift fans. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the four of you, that means it was just <laughs> the whole middle school boys coaching basketball coaching team. That's what that was. Yes, it was. We had a coaches meeting. Yeah. After school. Yep. And then, yeah. No, it just oh, all of it. I mean, Gene, when he spit fire. Yeah. And then the blood on that. Oh. And there were things exploding the entire co- concert. Tommy Thayer had like stuff shooting out of his guitar. Yes. Wow. Every uh, like a song would end and all of a sudden like a boom would come out of a guitar and just And it, the flames in the front would would burst and you could feel the heat. And, and we were probably 500 feet away. Yeah. Wow. And it must be super loud. Um it wasn't as loud as Tool. But you guys love it loud. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, real well, that was a good, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to say our top three Kiss songs at some point. Well, I we talked Kiss. about that. 
And one of my top three, they actually didn't play. Strutter. Oh. Strutter. Oh, Strutter? They didn't play Strutter. Yeah. So, hey, the guitar player, you know, the is the whole Pacific. Uh, he's on the board of trustees. So I talked to my coach. He texted the next day and said, hey, my old player and coach and his buddies loved your show. And he goes, thank you. He goes, I'm sorry I couldn't hook him up. Wow. And because he's he's... I didn't realize what a good guitarist he is. Yeah. There That was the best show show. Not musical concert, but the best show I've ever seen. Ever. Hands down. Yes. Wow. And Gene Simmons is just like he's 72. And he's like the guy, you know, back back at a you know, a party when you were 20, some guy would come out of a room and like bash a beer over his head or, and then he'd want to punch him in the face but, i don't like him but he's but i do but he's like the guy like paul stanley is the front man yeah but gene simmons is like the guy that comes in and just blood starts pouring out of his mouth he's the showman and he still yeah. like he sings a lot of them but he oh cold gin god oh. of thunder they came down from the ceiling and they have the same guy that says the same, like, three sentences every concert for 50 years. Yeah. And he's always there in person? No. Oh. I think it's a recording. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. So it would be like, the greatest band in the world, you know, whatever, they kiss. And then all of a sudden they come down in Detroit Rock City. Oh. Dun, 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 oh, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. And yeah. the place was packed. Oh. It was packed. And there were kids there that were 10, like 30 feet from us, and they're fully dressed. Yes. Makeup, everything. And guys wearing like six-inch heels with leather and kiss makeup. Have it was you, amazing people watching. My Halloween costume would have been perfect you, there. You would have fit right in. I know. Um, now, did you guys paint your faces? Because I feel like I saw a photo where it looked like your faces <sighs> might have been painted. That was That was a... Trick of so that was photoshopped. Oh, that yes. was so I, I I took a photo, or Brad took a photo of Pat and I at the bar before the game, Queen Anne Beer Hall. Yes, amazing place. Big beers, yes. like they looked like. Were they sixty? I don't know how many ounces they were, but it was hard to hold up for the length of that picture. Half so, a liter, probably, or something. So then. Um, our one of our loyal listeners, Mr. Mithin, um, photoshopped us to make us look very real. It looked really real. Hey, and I decided to just t send it to everyone. Yeah. We need do we know for sure how to pronounce Eric's last name? I don't know if I've heard it. Is it Mithin? Mithin? Mithin. Yes. It is? M I T H E N. Yeah. Okay. okay. He just yesterday or today purchased a first edition of uh First Blood. Wow. Like I was saying earlier, I still need to see that. Um, you haven't seen First Blood. No. You know, we also need to still have a top three Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Movies. I, I think we should do a top three Stallone movies and then a top three Stallone minus Rambo and Rocky. Oh, yeah. yes. We could even do top yes. three Rocky movies. We could. I love Rocky. Whenever they had the weekends where I was like, the Rocky movie marathon weekend. Mm -hmm. That was the greatest weekend of my life. Other so than the you Star Wars already ones. have mine. You've seen Rocky? Yeah. 
I, I've already, I, I already have mine, and guess what? Don't say it, because we might have it on a future I'm podcast. I'm not going to say it, but it's on one hand. What is How many Rockies? Hand? Isn't there Rocky 7? He, yeah. And Does Creed count? I think Creed counts. It's part of the, the Rocky genre. The Rocky oeuvre. Oeuvre, thank you. Yes. That was a mistake on my part. Yeah. Um, Still don't know how to spell it. O-U-V-E-R-E. I know. O-U-V-R-E, sorry. There might be another vowel in there somewhere. Really? Yeah. Whatever. All right, so there's nine different Rockies. Really? There's three creeds. I haven't seen so any of the creeds. there's three creeds. There's Rocky, four, five. Is five with Tommy well, Duke Morrison? Yeah, and Tommy's <laughs> yeah. got like two or three. What? He's got like two movies okay, out I of the Rocky. I haven't seen the Tommy movies. Like after, I think after the Russia... Rocky Four. I don't think I saw any of them. Was Rocky Five the first with Tommy the Duke Morrison? I believe. I think so. Well, that's a different. That might be secret podcast. Speaking of, and speaking of, the number of things we've said are just on the secret podcast. Is this going to be like a twenty-four hour marathon? So right now <laughs> we're scheduled for one to four, or one to whenever. Can't wait. I thought we got some kickback from people that work that day that want it to be two to whatever. So two to seven. Well, we just went from one to four to two to seven. I think two to seven sounds better. Five hours is better than three. You have five hours of material in that noggin of yours? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe that. (laughs) Okay, Friday, December 22nd. You can't repeat yourself. (laughs) <laughs> okay, what what day we'll did you do, say? We're going to have a good 3 hours. What day did you say? Friday, December 22nd. Yes, 22nd. Okay. And we speaking of, uh we we will have a new sponsor. Do you want to tell what? us more about that? So Merle Inc so is in. If you've listened to all the podcasts, Merle Inc has been a sponsor, air quotes. They gave us swag. Gave us some swag. Which we appreciate. I'm gonna and I'm gonna be with Merle this weekend. Uh we're going to play an AAU tournament in Cleelm. And he has some more swag for a few of us. And he's gonna donate some money towards our podcast so we can um get some merch. Well, and you know, that means we're gonna have to give him the the break advertisement because right now we got the lead in with sign dog so we're gonna have to so both sign dog and merle inc are buddies so we're gonna have to talk have them talk about it and see i think a little merle inc at the end we'll see it depends on how much money he donates this week well that's fair wow um you know at this point we have an intro that's 40 minutes are we wanting to take a break before we talk about musical genre for the week or are we wanting to dive right in I could go either way. Let's go. All right, let's get into it. So our musical genre this week, we'll take our break before beer of the week. Um, musical genre this week is bands that we wish we could have seen. Now, there's many reasons why maybe we haven't seen this band. It could be that they never toured over this way, despite this being the great Pacific Northwest. Could be didn't line up right. Could be they're not alive anymore. Um what were some bands that you guys wrote down? I know that for myself, not to like throw it out there, 
because this is maybe the only band that I could think of band. Obviously, Taylor Swift. I did not get to see Taylor Swift. That's a great regret. So She's that's on my your list. That's your number one? No, I don't. I, this is not a top three. This is just the one that I would immediately thought of. She's on my list. Really? Yeah. You know, my daughter, that's what she wanted for Christmas was Taylor Swift tickets. And I couldn't get them. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole thing. Right. You know, the whole You ticket. could. Well. Thousands of dollars. On the resale market, you could have. Yes. But. You know, I got on there and tried to do it and got, you know, in that whole mess where you couldn't get on and get them. And I like Taylor Swift. And that's pretty much what happens on a lot of shows now. Yeah. That's that are awful. popular. It's awful. It, no, you got to go through all these channels and you have five people on devices help helping you. Oh, and, and you got to become a, a member of the thing and do this. And it drives me crazy that the purpose for that, right, is to make sure that the real fans can get access and it's not... Just bots buying up all the tickets. Yeah. But that's what happens anyways. Like, there's tons of people that just buy. They put their name in the lottery tons of different ways. They end up getting tickets, and that's why tickets were thousands of dollars. So it's not it's not solving it. Just making it harder for everybody. Yeah. She's on my list. Okay. So, Ruck, um, have you seen Metallica? That was the other one I wrote down. <laughs> that That is. You guys have seen Metallica? Yeah, but we won a bet today. What that that I what that you hadn't seen them and that was going to be on your top three list. They better be on my list. And well, I didn't because I, I know I don't even know if they've been in this area recently. Have they? Are they playing this summer? This summer they are. Yeah, right. I think they have. Uh, it's like a. Uh, wow, that wow. was a near miss. <laughs> Throwing some things around good Yellow Dog Studio. Good thing there's no video. Yeah. Right? Um, I think they're playing back to back nights. This coming summer, and I think they have Pantera opening for them one and night. And that's in oh. Seattle, Ruck. And I'm looking right maybe now. Anthrax the next so night. So maybe this time you pull the trigger instead of Australia, and you go to Metallica. Or maybe you go see them in Australia, kill two birds. I mean, my brother, my brother's officially moving home. He'll be back in December and back for good. Um, so you're never going there then. Well. I mean, if I know anyone who ends up going to Perth, maybe I'll just tag along with them. All right. Um, so Metallica is playing at Lumen Field three nights. Three nights. I think that's more nights than Taylor Swift had. Didn't she only do two? I think she did two. So they're playing August 30th. Oh, that was weird how they wrote it up. Okay, it's just two nights. August 30th and September 1st. And I think they're doing like two different sets and it's a different opening act each night. Yes. Like I think it's Pantera and Anthrax. Is what's his, uh the guy with the big long goatee still what? in Anthrax? Do you remember going to the Seahawks game last year and the guy from Anthrax sang the national anthem <laughs> yeah. and killed it? Yes. <laughs> so for one of the <laughs> nights, it's Metallica, Five Finger Death Punch. Okay. And then some other band I never heard of. And on the other night, it's Pantera and Mammoth. Not Anthrax. No. Okay. What day? I'm. It's a Friday I, and a Sunday. I know. I, it's our cabin trip. We've already looked. Gosh dang it. Sorry. So, okay. A um, couple bands that I haven't seen. The first one I'm going to see is Rage Against the Machine. Oh, oh man. man. I didn't even think of them. Have you, you never seen them? Yeah. I, I would love. But wouldn't to. that be a? Uh, They're gonna, on my list then too. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, oh, now I'm thinking of a bunch of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right? I mean, this the is a great list? category. Yeah. Um, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Is in my top five bands of all time. Mm hmm. And so that would be amazing in like 1978 going to see them. Yeah. The Who. Yeah. The Doors. Oh, Ooh, Jim Morrison. And Zeppelin would be. Yeah. So they played at the Kingdom in 69 or 70. Zeppelin. It would have been 79 or 80. No. Because 69 or 70, the Kingdom wasn't built. When was the Kingdom built? 76. So 76. So what was right before the Kingdom? Um, probably would have been either Memorial Stadium or. Because uh, my aunt went Seattle to the Beatles, Center. supposedly at the Kingdom. Huh. Well, maybe not. I don't know. We'll have to look that up off air. How about Pink Floyd? Yeah. Heart. We could see Heart. Well, New Year's Eve. I know. I've oh, already wow. got tried to the... try to talk Mrs. Swap into that. She, my wife, said no. What? Uh, well, we... it's also it's a special day for our family. With uh, Kelly's dad passed yeah. away. Sorry, what day did you say it was? New Year's Eve. Oh, gotcha. I never saw Nirvana. Me either. Yeah, I was thinking of them too. Uh, Audio Slave. Did you see them? Yeah, yeah. But don't don't show me how many times. Audio Slave is so good. They're so good. Oh my gosh. So Rage, you know, wasn't on my list until you mentioned it. Um, Nirvana, obviously. I think Zeppelin is kind of the 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The Holy Grail. Yeah. That ever you know. A lot of people from our generation didn't see because John Bonham died in 79, I think. Or and 80. he was young. Yeah. So they played their last show, was it 02? In London. With Jason Bonham. Yes. And he's actually opening for Heart. Yes. On New Year's Eve. Mm. So they played, was it one and two nights or one? And they did a DVD and CD. Mm -hmm. And I bought it. That was my first year teaching. And I I remember looking. It, there were $1,000 for a ticket. Mm. Imagine 23 years ago. Yeah. I mean, now it'd be 15000 Yeah. But you had to fly to London. I, was, I almost was like, let's go. I'll tell you my number one, though, that I haven't seen. Warren Zevon. I don't even know who that is. We've, um, we've already talked about it on the earlier podcast. What? No, 100%. I, you know, I fell in love. Really? You with... don't know who that is at all? So I think most people know Werewolves of London. Yeah. Okay, so that was Warren Zevon. Oh. But that was just, that wasn't even him. I mean, he wrote, he was just a singer-songwriter, dark, disturbed guy. And I fell in love with his music. When I was about 18, and I've been listening to it ever since. I just, I, I think he's the greatest, most underrated singer-songwriter from that era. And he passed away, oh, maybe 15 years ago. Mm. I just thought of that one more band because of him. Mm -hmm. I did too. I don't know why I thought of him because of that, but I did, yeah. Go ahead. Black Sabbath. Ooh, yeah. That wasn't, a, there's so many on the list. Right? I don't, I mean, I could have listed 40. But who do you oh, think yeah. of when I brought up Warren Zevon? Well, just the era. Um, 
Grateful Dead. Yeah. That, I mean, it would be worth going to. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. That would have been. I mean, you're a dead guy. Mm-hmm. I love oh, really? the dead. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So uh, how about Prince? Yeah. Sign Dog said it today, and I didn't have it, but I, that would be amazing. Well, I'm going to throw another one at you. And I had opportunities to see him and never never took him. Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, yeah. Oh. How come? Just. You know, you just. You, he'll be playing somewhere. You know how it is. Life gets in the way. You're just yeah. like, I'm not going to go. And then you regret it. And that's, you know, we've learned. Just go. Yeah. So one of our loyal listeners, Mr. J- Josh Johnston, should have gone to Temple of the Dog with me. Well, that would sweet. I asked him, and he said no, and then got tickets, and then Cornell died. Oh, my gosh. So. Hey, I mean, this KISS concert. If I hadn't gone to this, I mean, this, this is not overdramatic. Not hyperbole? This is not hyperbole, Mr. Ruckdashel. Thank you. I would have regretted that for the rest of my life. That was so fun. Like, I was like a little kid. Just, oh, I was amazing. It was honestly, I, I kind of regret not going to that. It just life gets in the way. Yeah. I mean, and I, then, it, yeah. And now you know what life's life's not getting in the way. When we go to music, we're going to music. What's our next concert, Mister Morgenthaler? Dirty Honey, and there in a week. Good. You know, who just I I heard someone mention Dirty Honey. It was one of the the top guys on sports radio. It was either Brock or Sock, I feel like. Really? Yeah. They're I swear. good. Yeah. Like, there are bands out there or whatever, you know, they're kind of hot right now, but Dirty Honey is good. And they were, the, they're from LA, but that's that Southern rock they sound like that we talked about in an earlier episode. Yeah. Because they open up for Black Crows. And we went to see Black Crows who walk in, Dirty Honey is playing, and we're like, oh my God, these guys are awesome. And there's no one there. Yeah. So that kind of reminded me a little bit of a couple more. CCR, I think, would have been sweet to go to. That's on my That's list. on your list. Um, also, kind of related only because, man, I can't remember now, the, the famous Southern... Um, Lin- Leonard Skinner? Definitely Leonard Skinner also. But there's a famous um, Leon... Um, Leon Russell. Thank you. He would have been great, which made me remember... Elton John. He would have been amazing to go to. Elton yeah. John. My sister and Megan went to Elton John. Yeah. Oh, in, at Dodger Stadium. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, you're kidding me. Last fall. And that was his last tour, wasn't it? Yeah. So I got a couple more real quick swap. Yeah. So we changed, like, Allison Chains. Mm. You know why? Because they freaking canceled every freaking time. <laughs> I could have seen them three times. But oh, Lane wasn't, he wasn't healthy. Yeah. You know? How about a uh, little Tom Petty? I saw yeah. Tom Petty. Oh, wow. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. And NWA. Oh, oh wow. I saw Ice Cube. Okay. I would love to see him or even, you know, Snoop or Dre. Yeah. 2001 is one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. For rap. Yeah. The Chronic. Yeah. I I don't know that I've got any that's coming to my mind. You got any 
any left in your oeuvre of things you missed, Swap? No, I think things came up that I hadn't even thought of. That's that a good category. You how, about, how about reggae? Bob Marley. I've only been to one reggae concert. Like, seeing Bob Marley live would be awesome. Yeah. I think it would definitely be cool. I'm just not very into reggae. Um, I mean, Santana would be cool. Yeah. Sort yeah. of reggae adjacent kind Neil of. Neil Young. Yep. Ooh. Back in the day, Crosby, Stills, Nash. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Neil, and I missed Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I had tickets and didn't go. So I had a chance to go to oh. Rush, and I didn't go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's for you. Oh. <laughs> Swap, can you put a money figure on how much it would take to get you to a Rush concert? Oh, jeez. It um, would be easy. Well, they're Canadian, so it would be Canadian dollars if that <laughs> changes anything. So... Have you ever seen Pearl Jam rock? No. So why aren't they on your list? I mean, you can put them on my list. Yeah. They, I like Pearl Jam a lot. For some reason, it's just... Um, you really, in the last couple of years, got me into them. And I feel like it takes me a while to really just be listening to something constantly to where it's in my mind that I'd be wanting to go to their show. Yeah. But I love Pearl Jam. Well, maybe next ep- next time they tour, you're going to come. Sure. I'll be there. I'm just going to put a little end to this segment by saying I think everybody out there should listen to a little Warren Zevon tonight. I'll make that happen. Um, I think that's going to be it before we head to break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about our beer of the week, the Northwest Blonde from Diamond Knot Brewery in Mount Lake Terrace, Washington. And then we'll talk about the worst candies. Welcome back to a View from the Rock podcast, and we are going to be getting into our beer of the week. Our beer of the week is the Northwest Blonde by Diamond Knot Brewery Ooh. in Mount Lake Terrace, Washington. So we got a local beer here. So real quick, Swap, you want to talk about Diamond Knot? Yeah, it's right there in downtown Mount Lake Terrace, and uh, good beer, really good food, too. They have... They actually have uh, a stuffed tater tot. So they, it yes, is, they do. It is what it sounds like, Mr. Ruck. <laughs> it is a big tater tot. I'm, if, you, if we had video, which we don't, you would see me um, holding a fondling. Like a f- football sized? Um, or half? Like maybe like the little teeny plastic footballs that we used to throw around in the end zone at high school games. That yeah. is about the size of their tots that are stuffed. And they might be stuffed with bacon. I think you can order different varieties, bacon and cheddar, um, maybe some garlic and another thing. Did we happen to get one of those the day we were there? We did. We got stuffed tots. Oh, it tasted so good. Yeah, yeah, no, they have good food. But what was that? That was funny. I think it went over my head. (laughs) (laughs) What can you tell us about this beer, Mr. Morgan? Wait, hold up. Before we get to that, I would just like to point out, they have a wonderful meat shop right next door to their facility. They do. It's kind of like a strip mall, but the the brewery is kind of, it's like maybe like three quarters of one wing of the strip mall. So I think it's called Double D Meats. Is that right? That sounds really familiar. Um. Double D Meats, and, I, and they have a plethora of hot sauces. If you ever got into watching Hot Ones on YouTube, you can get a lot of the sauces you see on there 
the chicken wing show with a really hot sauce. I know Morgenthaler's giving me a thumbs up because sriracha is too hot for him. That's fine. Barbecue sauce is too hot for him. Yeah, ketchup is just My hottest A1 or a Heinz 57. I haven't had that's on a different black pepper based sauce. Different podcast. I haven't had A1 in 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) I only have it on the driest of steaks. Okay. That yes. It is kind of good. It's got a little, you know, it's got prune in it. That's the part that always throws me off. I can see that. I didn't know that, but now that I know that, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see it. I can imagine can, it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Hey, it's light and approachable. Great. Not, not Heinz 57. We're talking about the beer. We're talking right? about the beer. Okay. So the Northwest Blonde, light and approachable, grain forward, noble style hops, crisp with a clean finish. Very refreshing. <laughs> Does that sound good? It did. It did. It did. I'm going to have to tell you what I was thinking after. Okay, um, so the IBUs are 13. Yeah, what okay. are IBUs? International Bitter Unit. Yes. You're kind of like the Barry White of <laughs> beer description. So the alcohol by volume is 4.2%. So I believe this is our lowest alcohol by volume beer of all 17 episodes. I so, think we refer to that as highly crushable. So can somebody confirm for me that, because I feel like the only time I drink a Blondale is like at a wedding where there's always like a keg of Blonde. <laughs> and then a keg of Rainier. Yes. And the Rainier go. Gone. They'll never go dark. And then they've no. got like some IPAs in a can over on the side for people they know. Yeah. So, real quick, the hop meter says one. Ruck, can you help us out with that? I don't know what that means. I've never heard of a hop meter. I haven't either. So, the malts are two pale, two row, and flaked barley. Ooh. And I think that those, like, malts are going to be what gives you a lot of the sweetness when they're they're making the wort, which is... I think highly concentrated sugars that they boiled up uh, to get all the nasty stuff out, and then then they let that ferment. Is the wort to a beer like the roux is to a soup? I mean, I don't. You could say that, but it's not obviously not thickening the beer. So okay. Um, all right, and hey, the hops. There you go, Mount Hood. And super galena. Very nice. Let's give this a taste. You know, most of the time when I have a blonde, it's the uh, ditzy blonde from uh, Bird's Bird's Eye View. Or Bird's Eye Bird's View. Bird's View. Yeah. The Um, ditzy blonde. I think I've had that at a wedding or two. Yeah. Which, but it's... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Bam. Uh, I wonder if I've got a little, little sound pad for that. Let's see what this one does. That did nothing. They all do nothing. Okay. We need a little. I, like, I used to have them programmed. Hey, as much as we paid for that soundboard, it should be doing more than that. You know, I'm just glad it works after I spilled liquids on it one time. Did we ever say that in the podcast? I think we did when we were coming we, back yeah. from the long break. Yeah. You know, but this is definitely um, a wedding reception beer. It is. It is. It's. Well, what I was going to say is that Ditty Blonde, though, is like 9% or 8%, whereas this is 4.2. In Utah, it'd be 2.1. I'm what curious. would it be in Canada? 
3.8? No, it'd be more in Canada for alcohol. No, he was going Canadian converted <laughs> oh, exchange rate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, what makes a blonde a blonde? Is it the opacity of it? I believe that it is its opacity. Because it tastes... <laughs> Jason's upset with our use of big words. Um, well, but I do think that's what makes it a blonde. Yeah, because otherwise it, it tastes like um, like a Coors Light, which is really in the family of, what are those beers called? Um, <laughs> Pilsners. Pilsners, thank you. Yes. Yeah. And I think this has a little more body to it than a Pilsner. More flavor tones. There's something there. Yeah. Body, flavor tones. I can get behind that. It's, you know. Mr. Morgenthaler Morgenthaler is looking at it with disdain. It's not my favorite. No. You're about to say it's a zero, aren't you? It's not a zero. Okay. But it's not a one. Because the last beer we had was a zero. I was going to say, what would you rather have this? Or would would you rather have this or the Huckleberry Wheat or whatever that was? Blackberry From wheat. Canada, I would definitely have this every day compared to that one. Yeah, I this, agree. This doesn't have any bad nasty. No, it's just in it. you know, it's just kind of a. It's like the kids would call it now. It's a mid. Yeah, it's just middle of the road. Would you prefer this to a Rainier? I would take a Rainier over this. Okay. Yeah, but the the sorry Tara. The last one we had would be hard to drink more than one of. We had something different last so week, spe- but the last one we didn't like. Yeah, Right. So speaking of, uh, any loyal listener, if you would like to donate a beer of the week, we would love to try it. And you'll get a special shout out. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we don't like it. We will let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Very publicly. So I think it's that time. I think it's time that we got this off of our chest. Hey, can I just interrupt before we get this off of our chest? I want to give a special shout out. Oh, thank you very much. To my niece, Kendall Flynn, who really is a loyal listener. She She, actually listens to the episodes. Instead of? Not listening. Yeah. (laughs) And when she will come talk to me about episodes, she will like bring up specific things that we said. She is a loyal listener. Special shout out, Kendall Flynn. Yeah, greatest shot putter in the high school currently. And we have uh, one more band that I forgot. Jimi Hendrix. Ooh. Yeah, that's a that's a miss on our part. That's got to be right up there. You should have seen it. As soon as we went to a break, that we thought of that. And I'm glad that we got it out of the way because I know that our, you, our loyal listeners, would have let us know how mistaken we were. So I'm sure we're gonna have more. So hey, mailbag, we need more. We need more mailbag. We yeah. have got we've had a tremendous amount of things come in, um, and we are still trying to pour through some of our previously uh, scheduled content. But if you want to send in any questions, topics, concerns, critique, could otherwise, we, could we start an email? Um, what What do you mean, the like view from the rock? You know, gmail.com. Yeah, it's really funny you say that because I almost made it today. So I'll go do that. By the time you hear this episode, we should have the view from the rock at gmail.com. That's the view from the rock 
at gmail.com. Spelled now, just like it sounds. Now, you know, I cannot confirm that it hasn't already been taken, but you know, feel free to the view from the rock pod. Two? No. What if it's if that's not available, I'll just put pod at the end of it um, for podcast. Um the view yeah. from the rock at gmail.com. That's what we're trying for. Yep. And you know, if someone else has that, then they can get all of our mail too. Perfect. That's fine. All right. Top so, three. Top three worst candies. Uh, we, in our Halloween episode, which if you're a YouTube listener, you may not have listened to, we talked about the best Halloween candy, and specifically, we're talking about Halloween. Um, I know I made some choices on that episode that maybe were not popular, maybe got a zero from some people, because I was trying to be not just always on the Reese's bandwagon, but that's fine. I sacrificed for the team. This week, I'm not holding back. I'm telling you what the absolute worst are. You ready for my number three? I'm ready for your number three. Number three. It's a candy that you often see at movie theaters and sometimes sneaks its way into the Halloween bag. And that's a good and plenty. Good and plenty should not be a candy. All they did with a good and plenty was take black licorice, put it into, it's purple and white, right? Go Hawks, go fight. Go Hawks. Yes. Yeah. Put it in purple and white, which makes it seem like, oh, we should like it. But no, it's just disguised black licorice with this like nasty, powdery, sugary thing on the outside of it. I can't stand good and plenty. It's black licorice. Yeah. I don't like black licorice at all. I, I don't either. No. Terrible. I don't passionately detest it like I do my top three worst candies. I would rather not eat than eat anything black licorice or good and plenty. Do, you, I assume... But red, they're not even in my top three. Strong red, words. Red licorice, though? Are you fine um, with them? I will have a red. It's different. Yeah. Very different. Yes. I don't um, like licorice. The well, flavor of licorice, is that anise? I think you pronounced, so. pronounced anise wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you ever... Remember going to Steinman's or going downtown, getting like one cent licorice... Yes. And they had a purple grape. The red rope. I love everything. Remember the red rope? Yes, I love everything. Purple licorice? So good. So good. All right, who's up next? So my number three. uh, You know, my my three are, could almost be tied for number one. Worst. My number three is candy corn. I hate that stuff. I hate everything about it. You know, and here's the one thing about candy corn. It could be in a little glass a bowl. You mean in 10 days? It could be in a glass at your bowl grandma's house? at your grandmother's house and maybe has sat there for 17 years. And it doesn't even change. Because it's like half wax. <laughs> like. It is. I and, think eh. I think the main ingredient is horse hoof. <laughs> and Rowan loves it. What? Yes. He'll eat it. Are you kidding me? No, I think I think our parents' generation eats that. You know, because my mom will have it out. It is. It's like one of those candies from like the Depression era where they made stuff out of stuff that and they it's didn't like, need why for other is that stuff. Sitting on the ca- like on the counter right now. Like, why would you eat that? So you know what I think is almost worse? Now it's specific to So Halloween. real quick, my number three is candy corn. So oh, okay. Get over that. Yeah. So the candy corn pumpkins, because it's not only a candy corn, but they then made it 
larger so it's pumpkin size. So all the bad things about candy corn are exponentially worse because it's bigger. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And yeah. then they dyed some of it green. Well, it's just awful. <laughs> it's awful. I don't. I, and I that's want... your number three. Wow. Yeah. That's your number three. I know, but you're so passionate about that being so bad. I can't even wait till you're number one. Oh, <laughs> number one <laughs> is going to bring the house down. You okay. know, number one. Yeah, I'll, I'm ready for my number two. Okay. Number two, there's sort of a family of candies in this almost oeuvre of candies. There's a lot of different types, but really I'm going to go with a gobstopper. The Gobstopper oh. is similar to the Atomic Fireball, the Jawbreaker. It's a candy that you have to suck on, and it will not be bit into. And oh, why it, are you laughing? <laughs> We're not. You guys gave me a look. Shut up. I, I did not. Okay. Anyways, it's just painful. It's painful. It rattled, rattles around in your mouth and hurts your teeth. <laughs> the Gobstopper is terrible. Oh. You guys are terrible. <laughs> you have nothing to say about Gobstoppers, huh? I did, but now I don't. <laughs> Swap number two. Oh. So my number two, controversial, because some people like this, a Mounds Bar. That is the one, you know, when I was a kid and we had the variety pack for Halloween with all the different candy bars, Snickers, Three Musketeers, and Reese's, Butterfingers, the Mounds Bars would be at the end. And I would rather not eat a Mounds bar than eat a Mounds bar. They're, they, for me, make me want to throw up. Are they the same as an Almond Joy? I think oh. they're the same, but an Almond Joy has almonds. So the key ingredient is coconut. Hate coconut. So I would, I would, I was close to putting all of anything coconut in my top three. You but don't like coconut either. Al almond, almond joy mounds. Oh, that almost made it for my number. My three dad well. loves them. My dad was a big mounds guy, and like he would always like come home. Like even when the boys were younger, he's like, "Hey, give me all the mounds, almond oh, joy. They God. won't, they won't eat those. Like no one eats those." I there's actually someone in our building I know who that's their favorite candy. I, I won't name what? names. Yeah. It's one of those Why things don't you where name the name if they don't listen, who cares? That's true. Melinda, Melinda loves almond joys. That's her favorite. <laughs> zero almond joys are a zero. You know the it's, the way I feel about it is you could choose so many good ingredients to put inside of a candy bar, and you choose coconut. It's sort of like similar to a Three Musketeers. You no, choose no. no. What no, is it? No, that, no. That nugget that's in there, oh, and that's it. Like almond, anything coconut. Almond sucks. joys are worse. Hundred percent. Three Musketeer. You know, I mean, you're making fun of my top three, Brock. <laughs> I know. Was the word you were looking for a nougat? Yeah. What I say? Nugget. nugget. You said nugget. nugget what yeah. is nougat? Or is it pronounced nougat? Should I be looking this up? Maybe. I have no idea. So my number two. Yeah. There might be a few listeners that are younger that have no idea what this is. Chico stick. Oh, my God. The worst thing you could ever buy at the store. So, supposedly, it's a crunchy peanut butter rolled in toast coconut. 
So there might be people that don't know what a Chico stick is, but when you buy a Chico stick, it looks, it is packaged just like a piece of pepperoni. Yeah. Correct? Yes. And I think people see it and think it's going to taste good, maybe because they see something shaped like a pepperoni, and there's some part of their brain that starts to think this is going to be good, because pepperoni is pretty good. Yeah. The Chico stick is the worst thing in the world. I've never had one, and I, I never will. So it says it's produced by the Atkinson Candy Company. That it's, has been manufactured since the 1930s. It's got coconut in it. I just did a... Yes. I just... Oh, there's a sugar-free version of the candy, which uses Splenda. Oh, my gosh. That doesn't... It help. looks awful when you just see it broken in half. That is terrible. People have been keeping Dennis employed for years by eating Chico Stick. Is Dennis... Like Dennis Atkinson? Is that no, a, Dennis. Like Dennis. Dentist. Dentists. Oh, dentists. Yes. Uh, I was like, Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. His name is Dennis. Dennis, Dennis. Leary. <laughs> okay, that was your number two? Yeah. Okay, so we're on to my number one. And um, by the way, nougat is just um, egg whipped egg whites. So it would be... What's like almost like meringue kind of, yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's what nougat is. Sweetened whipped egg whites. I'll be damned. We're going to come back to that when we talk about your number one. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> number one for like me. My number one. Number three. All right. <laughs> my final three. one. My number one. Circus peanuts. Just oh. terrible. You know what they're good as? A doorstop. That's about all their functionality is. They're terrible. It's, I don't even know the flavor. It's like a marshmallow, but they've added this extra sweet awfulness and they're orange. And I've never met anyone in my life who likes a circus peanut. I had to look it up and I got nightmares looking at it. I think you would, it would take 20 of those to do a doorstop. I agree. Honestly. I mean, sure. Yeah. So my number one is Necco wafers. And I'm on Wikipedia right now learning more about Necco wafers than I thought there was to know. But they are a they're a they're a hard disc that is kind of like one of those old time candies. According to Wikipedia, they were first produced in eighteen forty seven. And I think they might still be selling the ones that were made in 1847. I do know someone that still eats them. One of your parents? No. Someone that you know. Who eats Necco wafers? Dan Schaefer. What? 100% true. (laughs) He eats Necco wafers? Yes, he has them in his pockets. It might be his comfort food. Wow. And... In case you're not aware, like maybe you're a younger listener of what a NECA wafer is, it's the same as a sweetheart. What? The, the, no, it's not a sweet tart. No, I didn't say that. Oh, a, a sweetheart. Sweet the, the candy that everyone gets on Valentine's Day that have the little messages on them, literally the exact same thing. I looked it up. 
They're just a different form. So, so the sweetheart, the sweetheart thing from for this Valentine's, is like I love you, yeah, and or they're like be mine, yeah. So I know it's from like a eating, bad Altoid. I it is. Huh, I think I think that there is a lot of the composition of that that is similar oh, to an Altoid. It's a bad, it's true. I hate but an Altoid. Altoid actually has like, you know, they're curiously strong. <laughs> but the Neko wafer, I've so the candy hearts are awful. Awful. But they do seem to be just a little softer than the oh. Necco wafer. The yeah. Necco wafer is very brittle. Yeah. There is nothing about the Necco wafer from an aesthetic standpoint that leads me to believe that anyone post-1850 <laughs> would buy them. It's like putting a plastic disc in your well, mouth. Hey, yes. We're going to find out tomorrow. I'm going to call Dan. He does eat them. I saw him last summer pull out some of those in his pocket. I'm like, what are those? He's like, oh, they're old old school wafers. Well, teach their own. So when I think wafer, I think like a Nilla wafer. Same. Yeah, me too. Not a Necco wafer. No. no. Nilla wafer is a one, Necco wafer is a zero. Big zero. What's your number one? Speaking of more. Ah, big hunk. Oh. Big hunk. And sign dog agreed. What? What is the ingredient? I don't even remember in a big hunk. I don't either, but it's awful. <laughs> it looks like it would be amazing. It looks like it would be a candy bar. Yeah. And then you take a bite. It's not. Do you want me to tell you what the ingredient is? Sure. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. It's, it, been, it's, it's been that long. It's nougat with peanut in it. That's what a, a big hunk bar is. But whatever the nougat is in like a Three Musketeer, that's it's a different, different. That's a different nougat than they're, it is in Big Hunk. I'm just saying they're both nougat. Oh man! <laughs> now the texture is so very I different. Might have the to texture go of that with... nougat is like is like rock hard, and you chew on it, and it becomes like laffy taffy. That what about um, on the next episode? We bring in our three worst candies, and we try them. Why would we want to do that? That's terrible. I don't want to have any of those candies. I mean... Or just see how bad they are. It wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, that might be fun to bring in a big hunk. Or I that think could be a secret podcast. Well, we could do it on here. Like, we could taste it and say which ones are actually the worst. Do a little rank. Because if a big hunk has that in it, it sounds good. I think big hunk's going to be the best out of all the things we just said. Boy, I've had a big hunk. And the the reason in my it how is, long ago? Um, well, maybe when I was twelve. So and you still remember how it tastes? It sucked because you get a big hunk and it's big. Like you think you're buying, like when you're twelve, you go to the counter and you think you're you're like pulling one over on people because this is a big hunk, and you eat that and it sucks. You should have bought a Snickers. Kid Cat. So what are some of our honorable mention? Bitto honey. The worst. Uh, anything with coconut for me. So mounds, almond joy, like it was so close. So I had peeps in there too, but it's kind of specialized to Easter. Um, fun dip. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the powder, but the whole process of it is just so messy and gross. And for some kids, or for some reason, kids love... Fun dips, and yeah. I just find it extremely annoying. 
You got, uh, any, you got anything? Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll. That's that's me. Tootsie Roll and Bit of Honey. I think they're made out of the same stuff. <laughs> I think that's 100% wrong. Um, well, I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, just remember, you can find our podcasts everywhere that you find all your other podcasts. Uh, Apple Music, Spotify, um, and YouTube. Um, make sure that you send in your mailbag questions to us, and we will see you next time on the View from the Rock podcast.